Beijing for almost a decade. His new book, Out of Mao's Shadow, The Struggle for the Soul of a New China, chronicles the lives of individuals coming to terms with their nation's Maoist past and the constant change and rapid growth that's China today. Then we'll have Elizabeth Farnsworth, former reporter for the News Hour with Jim Lair in the studio to talk about her new documentary, The Judge and the General. All this and more on Monday morning, August 11th, 2008, from 7 to 9 a.m., right here on KPFA in Berkeley, KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. We'll see you in the morning. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover Open Book. Welcome to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. I'm Amelia Gonzalez. Today, we take a listen to the effects of the atomic bomb as we remember the anniversary of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the first time that an atomic bomb was used. The bomber, Colonel Paul Tibbetts, flew at a low altitude on automatic pilot before climbing to 31,000 feet as it neared the target area. At approximately 8.15 a.m. Hiroshima time, the Enola Gay released Little Boy, its 9,700-pound uranium bomb over the city. Tibet's immediately dove away to avoid the anticipated shockwave. Seconds later, a huge explosion lit the morning sky as Little Boy detonated 1,900 feet directly above the city. The crew looked back to Hiroshima, and Tibet's recalled, quote, The city was hidden by that awful cloud, boiling up, mushrooming, terrible and incredibly tall, end quote. For the next half hour, we bring you part one of Mushroom Cloud, a documentary from Hearing Voices. Stay with us. I was instructed to drop the bomb, and that was the thing that I was going to do to the best of my ability. Welcome to Mushroom Cloud, tales from the atomic age. Word has just been received from the Atomic Energy Commission that due to a change in wind direction, the residue from this morning's atomic detonation is drifting in the direction of St. George. Our biggest fear was the Russians, and that we were taught to be afraid of what they would do to us, not what our own government was going to do to us, or what they were doing to us. Mushroom Cloud. We will not prematurely or unnecessarily risk the course of worldwide nuclear war in which even the fruits of victory would be ashes in our mouth. One time ago, a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking World War III. Stay tuned for Mushroom Cloud from HearingVoices.com. How much time do we have? Minutes? Days? Months? 
years? We don't know. But this we do know. Civil defense is everybody's business. Boom! Atomic cocktail. This is Hearing Voices, the best of public radio from NPR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the National Endowment for the Arts. I'm Larry Massett. Our show today is Mushroom Cloud, Tales of the Atomic Age. Just imagine, if only one atom bomb were to be dropped on an American city, say it's your city, thousands of persons would be killed instantly. Many would be trapped or buried in wreckage. Streets would be blocked by rubble. Great fires would start. Dozens of fires in a matter of minutes in many places at once. When I was a kid, my family lived on a military base on the island of Okinawa in the South Pacific. Sunday afternoons, we would go picnic on a little beach. Adults liked it because of the white sand and the warm waves. Kids liked it because there was a cave at the back of the beach. The mouth of the cave was walled up, but you could peek through the chinks in the cement. Peek into a dark place packed with human skulls. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of shining skulls. What a beach. Atlantic City may have boardwalks, cotton candy, casinos, but it doesn't have skulls. Not like this. In World War II, it seems, there had been a battle here on Okinawa. Yanks versus Japs, hand to hand. Nobody won. Everybody died. It was such a mess, there was no way to sort out the bodies afterwards. They were just bulldozed into the cave, walled up, and that was that. You can see why, as war dragged on, the military longed for something less hand to hand. Something with more space, more scope, more air. Nine zero nine runway one four. Wind is out of the southeast at ten, gusting fifteen. Cleared for takeoff. Here from Antenna Theater is the story of the air war. Fortress nine zero nine, Roger. We are cleared for takeoff. Proceed as requested. Uh, up in the nose, you're surrounded by plexiglass, so you can see everything all around you. When you entered the area, you were looking for flak, anti-aircraft fire, which threw metal in the air, which uh, exploded and sent little shards of steel all over the impact area. The minute you go and look in a bomber scope, two or three hundred aircraft at a particular target, each carrying 4,000 pounds, you'd have a thousand tons of bombs. And if they all hit, that would be marvelous. To destroy their airplanes, destroy their plants, their ball-bearing plants. Factories, refineries. We were big on marshalling yards. Destroy their bridges, their railroads. Keep the uh, trains from running. The air raid signal would sound. Take shelter, take shelter. An unforgettable sound. Take shelter, take shelter. And that meant you had to take shelter. We carried a gas mask, and the sky to the east was aflame. It was colored red. The blitz caused terrible damage and many casualties. It came as a terrible shock. And then I said, oh, she is all right. She's in my arms. And I went to touch my other child. And I couldn't feel him. And later I learned that my mother was dead and the two children were. She just disappeared. 
war against civilian populations is absolutely horrific. When you operate those things, it's a relatively simple thing. You're at ease. And I remember it's almost a sense of euphoria being so totally out of the reality. You couldn't even imagine the danger you were actually in. And very often it might be through overcast or fog or smoke. This then creates a sense of euphoria where you're sitting there observing a phenomenon. You're the witness to something that's going on, but you're not a part of it. You become the witness to an abstract phenomenon. And it was, frankly, almost relaxing. You make sure that they go rolling down this rack, one after another, and you're blowing people to pieces. You don't hear them in the airplane. It's, again, you're five miles away. The airplane is noisy. You've got headsets on. And uh, as far as I know, they don't whistle. It's a weird sensation. The first time I dropped bombs on a target, I watched them go down, and then I watched those black puffs of smoke and fires. And I said to myself, people are getting killed down there, don't have any business getting killed. Those are not soldiers. Well, then I got a thought when I was going to medical school, I lived with the doctor, and he was telling me about classmates of his who were drug salesmen because they couldn't practice medicine due to the fact that they had too much sympathy for their, for their patients. They assumed the symptoms of the patients and it destroyed their ability to, to render the medical uh, necessities. So I thought, if I get to thinking about some innocent person getting hit on the ground, I'm supposed to be a bomber pilot and destroy a target. I won't be worth anything if I do that. was a great big map that would show red lines showing the target. Now, I've been lucky because if I make up my mind I want to reject something, I can reject it, and I do do that. So that was one of the things that I was faced with when I was on my way to target. The Enola Gay and the atomic bomb. And I had people telling me how much property and lives that bomb would take when it exploded because it was non-discriminatory. It took everything. I made up my mind then that the morality of dropping that bomb was not my business. The Enola Gay drops a single bomb and destruction goes purely, totally off the scale. You know, you don't need a squadron of airplanes to fly in and destroy a place. You just need one plane. All the methods of measurement of warfare and the scale of destruction have changed in that single moment. I have to say, we can't look at the so-called grimmer aspects of it. I was instructed to drop the bomb, and that mm -hmm. was the thing that I was going to do to the best of my ability. After we uh, felt the explosion concussion waves, uh, we knew that everything was a success. You choose what you want to look at. So we turned around to take a look at it. And you turn around the airport, you were surrounded by fires. You lose direction because of smoke and fire, something 30 feet high, everywhere you turn. 
the sight that greeted our eyes was quite uh, beyond what we had expected. And my neighbor who has three children, the youngest one was just the infant, I think a couple months old, all three children, she has to escape without anything, right? We can't look at the grimmer aspects of it. So she couldn't handle three. And then this little thing, trying to follow mom, were stepping on by grown-up. They're trying to escape themselves first. They don't care. I wanted to help this woman with a baby. And before we knew it, she tossed the baby into the fire. We saw this cloud of boiling dust and debris below us with this tremendous mushroom on top. She couldn't handle sleep. She couldn't handle sleep. No one can handle sleep if the kids are so little. Beneath that was hidden the ruins of the city of Hiroshima. Now, I am supposed to have lost sleep over what I did, have a certain amount of morose, and I can assure you I've never lost a night's sleep on the deal. I didn't really think about killing human beings. Uh, you just didn't discuss it. Again, I think you, you try to avoid that. Disappear. Somewhere in the uh, mid-50s, I... Uh, began to get, uh, without any uh, reason, I started to get dreams, uh, nightmares, if you will, of uh, bombings and people screaming. I'd never heard a scream in my life, you know. But in my dreams, I could hear the screaming and the, uh, and the flesh, and I could smell the flesh burning. I didn't think I'd do this. Enola Alone by Antenna Theater with sound design by Earwax. Just the drink that you don't pull. Now when you take one sip, you won't need any more. As small as a beetle, as big as a wheel. Boom, atomic cocktail. Among the voices you heard was Colonel Paul Tibbetts, pilot of the Enola Gay, the plane that dropped an atom bomb on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945. A few days later, we began dropping pieces of paper on Japan. They read, quote, We are in possession of the most destructive explosive ever devised by man. A single one of our newly developed atomic bombs is the equivalent of an explosive power to blah, blah, blah. This awful fact is for you to ponder etc etc we have just begun to use this weapon etc no doubt we scared the japanese we scared everybody including ourselves all of a sudden we had the power to wipe out life on earth we could do it next thing you knew the russians could do it how exactly was this supposed to play out that's the question running round and round in the years after the war and it never really got an answer Here's a hearing voices look back at the time we call the atomic age. From the mountain to the prairie to the ocean wide with The world will note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, a military base. 
We won the race of discovery against the Germans. There's a star-spangled banner waving somewhere In a distant land so many miles away An iron curtain has descended across the continent. Behind that line lie all the capitals of the ancient states of Central and Eastern Europe. Warsaw, Berlin, Prague. In this war with its mad schemes of destruction of our country fair and our sweet liberty by the mad dictators, leaders of corruption can't the U.S. use a mountain boy like me? The United States and other like-minded nations find themselves directly opposed by a regime with contrary aims and a totally different concept of life. Far away places with strange-sounding names Far away over I have just left your fighting sons in Korea. Those far away places with a strange was my constant effort to preserve them and end this savage conflict honorably and with the least loss of time and a minimum sacrifice of life. Its growing bloodshed has caused me the deepest anguish and anxiety. We are conquerors of time and of distance. We have explored the awful jungles of matter and emerged with the powers of the exploding sun. Do you fear this man's invention that they call atomic power? Are we all in great confusion? Do we know the time or hour? When a terrible explosion may rain down upon our land, leaving horrible destruction, blotting out the works of man. Communist Party. All of them after they appeared before the committee were either fired or suspended. Let's run through the names. The Chinese communists have been supplying the forces of the meat beat men rebels with munitions and trucks and anti-aircraft guns, radar, technical equipment and technical advisors. They have, however, stopped short of open armed intervention. We are in the era of the thermonuclear bomb that can obliterate cities and can be delivered across continents. With such weapons, war has become not just tragic, but preposterous. With such weapons, there can be no victory for anyone. Plainly, the objective now must be to see that such a war does not occur at all. The first 
artificial Earth satellite in the world has now been created. This first satellite was today successfully launched in the USSR. Юлия Алексеевича Гагарина, спутника Восток. We interrupt this record to bring you a special bulletin. The reports of a flying saucer hovering over the city have been confirmed. We switch you now to our on-the-spot reporter downtown. Come on, baby, let's go downtown. There are some instances where you may be ahead of us. For example, in the development of your of the thrust of your rockets for the investigation of outer space. There may be some instances, for example, color television, where we're ahead of you. But in order for both of us, for both of us to benefit, for both of us to benefit, you see, you never concede anything. In what are they ahead of us? Wrong, wrong. We are ahead of you in rockets as well as in this technique. We are not going to interrupt this record. Yes, we are. The flying saucer has landed again. Washington. The Secretary of Defense has just said... Because after all, you don't know everything. <laughs> if I don't know everything, then I would say that you know absolutely nothing about communism. Nothing except fear of it. I don't, I don't, I don't think if I don't know something, well, then you don't know anything about communism except fear. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now, this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. When a man's way please the Lord, the scriptures tell us, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And is not peace, in the last analysis, basically a matter of human rights, the right to live out our lives without fear of devastation, the right to breathe air as nature provided it, the right of future generations to a healthy existence. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We will not prematurely or unnecessarily risk the course of worldwide nuclear war in which even the fruits of victory would be ashes in our mouth. One time ago, a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking World War III. Went to the doctor the very next day to see what kind of words he could say. He said it was a bad dream. I wouldn't worry about it none, though. Them old dreams are only in your head. All right, sir. Let me ask you one simple question. Do you... Ambassador Zorin deny that the USSR has placed and is placing medium and intermediate range missiles and sites in Cuba. Yes or no? Don't wait for the translation, yes or no? 
Я не нахожусь. Well, now time passed and now it seems everybody's having them dreams. Everybody sees itself walking around with no one else. Half the people can be part right all of the time. And some of the people can be all right part of the time, but all the people can't be all right all of the time. I think Abraham Lincoln said that. I'll let you be in my dream if I can be in yours. I said that. According to the ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. My fellow Americans, let us take that first step. Let us, if we can, step back from the shadows of war and seek out the way of peace. And if that journey is a thousand miles, or even more, let history record that we, in this land, at this time, took the first step. To every of stories and interviews remembering the use of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, produced by Hearing Voices. Tune in next week on Friday at 3 p.m. on Cover to Cover when we bring you the second part of this documentary. With Erica Bridgman at the controls, I'm Amelia Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.
great staff of 94.1 KPFA, listener-sponsored Pacifica Radio, is affiliated with the Communications Workers of America, CWA, Local 9415.